All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As you can probably see, a very special guest joining us on the show today. Uh, Barry. It looks like you've got some uh, butter on your lens. This is the big leagues, folks. Yeah, that looks good. Andrew Walker. Or maybe not. Uh, so it's been a while since we've spoken on or off the show or anything. Anything. Uh, I can. I'll let you uh, do the reveal. Walker joins us from. Uh, I'm in Davos, Switzerland, um, home of the Spengler Cup. I think your your uh, listeners and viewers will recognize that name. So Davos, yeah. Switzerland, uh, covering the tournament. No, no, not covering anything. Just, uh, just, just hanging out, just hanging out in the mountains. And, uh, I'm, I'm basically a private, private chef for my hockey playing fiance. That's basically yeah. the extent of my life. Yeah. Freeloader. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Pretty There's close. a lot of questions people will be, but it's, uh, it is, it is legit. You're in Switzerland. When did you essentially now for the, if the Canadian government happens to be watching, are you all good or are we going to be? Going to be some federales banging on your so, door here. So how about those flames? <laughs> <laughs> what a crowd at the dome the other night! <laughs> they were really been, into I've, it. I've been here for a certain amount of time, and and uh, I, right. I'm not sure how much longer I'll be here. And and uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some details still to be. Worked we'll assume there, that but... uh, we'll assume that uh, Trudeau isn't watching. <laughs> yeah. You. So I guess walk us through your 2023. Let's start in January and move forward. Uh, yeah, 2023, um, 
you know, I was, as you know, I, we were, we kind of made appearances on each other's podcasts. I, I got into the podcast game for a little bit. I was doing big the hedge. Guest. I, yes, big, big guest of yours. Um, most popular it's pretty guest. much the reason why I wrapped it up after a year because, um, you know, I did my best to have some big names and had a lot of fun with it. And I think my three top viewed shows were all you. <laughs> so I was like, okay, hey, this isn't, I got to quit this. This is what you're talking about. <laughs> so I did that for a year and it was a, it was a really fun experience, but it was a little eye opening in the sense of, of, yeah, you know what, what, uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I started it, um, believing it would be my, parlay to get back into media to get another job you know figured i was you know young enough good enough whatever and during that year i had a lot of fun with it but it just really it just really hit me across the forehead that everything has changed the world has changed the media game has changed and um you know it was it's just kind of over so um you know i was able to walk away on my own terms I had a lot of fun with it i did it for a year and i had been doing a kind of a a, a normal person job a sales job on the side and and uh, I just hopped into that full time. And, and uh, so that's what I've been doing for the last year. And, um, you know, my, my girlfriend now, fiance, um, buried the lead a little bit. We got engaged over here, but a bit, um, yeah. she, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. She, uh, thanks to your, uh, thanks to your, uh, your, your uh, jewelry sponsor for. Yes. For that'd be Vina Nova. Yes, Calgary's uh, exclusive yes. home of lab grown diamonds. Of course. Uh, Vina Nova, uh, give them a ring. <laughs> That's and right. they'll give you one. Is ah, yeah. it's not it. Pretty sure that's it. But no, um, it. but anyway, my uh, my fiance Angie plays hockey. I mean, she's an engineer first and foremost. But she uh, but um, last year she played her first year pro in in Switzerland, and uh, we decided to um, well, basically, I, I came over at, at Christmas to visit her and we made a trip into Davos to watch the Spengler cup, right. A bit of a bucket list thing. Yeah. And while we were here, we met kind of randomly the executives of the first year, um, Davos professional ladies team that plays in the Swiss league. And, uh, they basically put on the full court press to sign her and, uh, didn't let up good on them. And, uh, anyway, long story short, you know, she was only going to do it if I could come over here for a year with her and, um, you know, everything in life kind of worked out. Um, so we decided to do it. So it's been a fun little adventure. I've been here. I, my, you know, my favorite thing in the world is watching her play and Davos is, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you got to see it to believe it. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. I know you see some of the, some of the pictures on, uh, you know, every year from the Spengler, but the rink is, it's like field of dreams for hockey basically. And it's, it's a, it's a winter, it's just, it's perfect. It's right? got the it's wooden, all... the wooden rafters. Oh, the... Un... Yeah, it's unbelievable, and they treat it like a kind of a community rink too. Like, of course, HC Davos plays in there, and the and the the ladies pro team plays in there. But I'm playing on a men's league team here, and we play in there. Like, it's insane. Um, so it's been pretty awesome, and and our um, our apartment is right across from the arena, and so they're all setting up for the Spengler Cup already, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be you know, here for the whole thing this year. So it's pretty cool. And she's having a, a great year. So it's just been, it's been awesome. So won't be here forever. It's probably going to be one and done and I'll be back in Canada in the spring and uh, you know, back to the grind, but it's been pretty awesome. So you now she's not from there, your fiance. No, she's a St. Albert girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, so how story, long, yeah. How long had she well, been playing over there? How did that all kind of her path well, her, through hockey? 
it's interesting. She like she was a um, high end player growing up, you know, did all the, you know, the AAA stuff, the travel stuff. Um, and then, you know, right. She got basically weeded out of the national program at, you know, 15, 16. You know how that is. We just like we live in a insane country for hockey. And even honestly, even just playing like men's league and rec, like you realize how fucking good we are at hockey in Canada. Like it's crazy. Um, you want to feel humble, just like go up one division in rec, right? Where in Switzerland, you feel like you're like the best player out there. Yeah. And uh, um, we're just so deep. So anyway, she is in a very high percentile for women hockey players in the world. But, um, you know, she was basically told, yeah, you're not national team material, you know, a long time ago. Um, and so, yeah, so when she was playing, you know, midget and stuff like that, she got recruited to um ohio state harvard you know u of a all these great schools and she just decided that she wanted to um get her engineering degree and and if you know anything about you know did you lump the u of a in with harvard there ohio state harvard u of well, a for, all these great yeah. schools for, the same? for for college hockey right oh, okay up there for sure yeah yeah um you know it doesn't quite have the the name value of ohio state for sure but um or but u she of decided a. Yeah. yeah, but she decided she wanted to get her engineering degree and you just can't play a can't play a high level NCAA sport like taking that type of degree. It's impossible. So she just took time off. You know, she spent basically, you know, 10 years getting her schooling and meanwhile just played beer league. And um, that's where I met her. We were just playing beer league together with the guys. And then, um, you know, after COVID or whatever, she just had this she had this itch that she wanted to scratch. She wanted to prove a little something to herself. And she decided that she wanted to try to play a high level somewhere. And she had an opportunity to work and play in Switzerland. So that was last season. And it was, a you know, she had a, a good year, but it was a big learning curve, learning process, you know, you know, getting out of the, the beer league type of thing. Um, and it's really good hockey over here. Like, you know, all the, the Olympic team plays on, you know, different teams in the league. And, um, you know, she learned a lot and signed in Davos this year. So one more year and she's having a great year. She's she's leading the team in scoring and uh, has to wear the the flaming helmet and the flaming, yeah, is that, flaming jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing, right? It's it's, the, a, it's a Switzerland thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I was over in Finland. It was a long, long time ago. And the leading scorer had to wear what now are the Vegas Golden Knights gold shiny helmets they all yeah. wear them except back then the leading scorer wore it i, I don't know why that is it's like here's the guy you need to slash well, across the wrists i'm not sure what it was uh it intended is it, for she she hates her and another girl are kind of they're close so they kind of trade it back and forth and they they both like it when the other one takes it because it yeah. is a target it is a target for sure but it's all i mean the teams here it's i it's i love the hockey it's so fun um but it's not the nhl like even the the swiss national league it's not the NHL, right? You carry your own bag and there's, you know, NHLers littered everywhere in this league, um, you know, but they need ways to generate revenue. And this is the, it's the post-finance top scorer, right? So they pay big money and every team in Switzerland, whether you're a kid's team or their version of the NHL, the top scorer wears the flaming helmet and the flaming jersey. So, you know, it's kind of fun. I, I don't think, well, never say never. I don't know if Gary Bettman is uh, going to bring that over to to Canada, but it's not to get some gotta... jewelry, but Hey, Vina Nova, maybe even sponsor. I'm <laughs> give, not sure. Give them a ring. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so what's the time difference? Cause I'm just wondering how close have you been watching hockey or sports? Cause you've been there a while now. It's difficult. It's eight hours. So, um, you know, noon, your time is 8 PM here. 
Um, hockey is in the middle of the night, two, three, four in the yeah. morning. I will get up once in a while if I'm jonesing for some hockey. We, you know, we subscribe to the NHL TV or whatever. So I'll pull an all-nighter once in a while. My work schedule isn't crazy over here. But what it's great for is still NFL Sunday because NFL Sunday starts at 7 p.m. So I can still sit down and get all my screens and uh, go through that. So that is definitely like a, a taste of home. I can still do NFL. Every other sport is really difficult. Um, and you, you flip on the channels here. Like, it's so weird. Or you go to the bar and there's sports on, but it's like cross-country skiing like or biking. Like people go nuts Nord for it. Nordic stuff. Oh, like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 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 I wasn't sure because you talk the Eastern time zone. What's the best time zone for watching sports? It's not the Swiss time zone. No, that's that's not. yeah. So how aside from sports, what's what's some of the things that were kind of tricky to get your head wrapped around or just your, your lifestyle with that kind of a time change? Well, you know, it was. <sighs> The timing was good because, uh, you know, Angie and I had had spent, you know, the better part of a year apart, right, uh, aside from a couple of visits. Um, and, you know, with all the changes in my life or whatever, it was, a, you know, it was a bit of a stress ball. So coming over here, I, I knew it would be a little slow um, and it has been, but I've tried to in, embrace it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still doing, uh, you know, some work back in Canada, but I work when I can, right? It's kind of half hours, half pay kind of thing. So um, it's pretty slow. This is a, a ski town. Uh, and so, you know, my first number of months here, it was kind of off season. So there wasn't a whole lot happening. Now it's starting to get going, which is kind of fun. But um, so, yeah, my, you know, my my days were, and Angie works and plays hockey and practices every day and everything. So there's a lot of time by myself. There's a lot of time to kill. And it's a little slow sometimes for sure, but I'm I'm just kind of, you know, enjoying spending time together and yeah, yeah. get to watch her, watch her play hockey and it won't last forever. I'm, you know, I get a little bored sometimes, but I'm just trying to embrace it and I'll, you know, I'll be back in Canada soon enough. So are you a, are you a skier? Cause you know, Warner, he's a mountaineer. He always talks about how he's a big downhill skier. You enjoy I, the slopes? No, no I, I, I don't, I, I feel like, I feel like it's such a waste. I don't ski. I don't snowboard. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying skiing is a waste. Yes, that you are in no. Switzerland and not skiing. I feels like I, you're missing. I, I look out my window. It's dark right now, but I look out my window and it's like the Alps and like yeah. you walk. People are like walking around with their ski boots, and I'm like, yeah, I don't ski. You look out your window and it's Mount Crumpet is right outside <laughs> your door. <laughs> it's a mountain called the the Jakob's Horn. Like it's right there. It's like yeah. world class. Yeah. And, uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to learn like with a month to go or whatever, yeah, however long I'm here before the government kicks me out, you know, like you could, I mean, you're right there. You have this time in your hands, but you know, it, as I, as I get older though, like I've had this conversation too. It's just like, I love, I love playing hockey. Maybe it's cause I didn't play enough as a kid, but like I'll play I'll play every, I'll play every day. I'll play three, four times a week. I do back home. I go on as many skates as I can. And I love to golf. I love hockey. I love golf. I have my things, right? I love watching football, love watching hockey. Like I have my things. Like I can't do everything, right? Like when we, like when we worked together, I played competitive baseball for years, but I eventually like gave that up because like you can't do everything and maintain a relationship and whatever. Right. So I don't know. I just, I have my stuff. 
you know, it's just skiing's not one of those things. And what am I going to do? Fall in love with skiing? Then I move back to Alberta. Now, what, every weekend I got to drive to Banff and pay for lift tickets and hotels. And I don't even want to tempt it, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it'd be the damnedest thing if you <laughs> fell in love with the sport. I don't, I don't. And then I have I to move to Alberta where those mountains are right there as well. Like, shit. Well, I'm going to do like, it myself. You know, it's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, we took a little trip into into England um, a while ago and we went to an, an Arsenal game um, and it was really cool. But I like I'm like, no, like I'm not I'm not getting into this. Like I'm not getting up at two in the morning back home watching the Gunners. Like I'm not going to do it. Right. So, so I have too much stuff. That's it's why like I would fucking love college football. I would love it. I can't watch football all day Saturday. What do you mean? I already watch I you watch have football too much all day stuff. Sunday already. What are you talking you just told us how you how you don't have stuff going on. Oh yeah. You do here. a little bit of work and then you just kind of cook. Yeah. Yeah, here. So when but. you come back here, you have too much stuff going on <laughs> yeah. to have hobbies. You're too busy. Well, <laughs> I just I just know, I just know how I, how I do things. Like, uh -huh. like I watch, like I, I've literally watched every NFL game for 10 years, like every game. And uh -huh. you know, like I'll, I'll watch so much hockey and like my fantasy football league. It's like, I just, I take things to the next level golf. Like I love it. I want to do it every day. The only thing stopping me is price sometimes. Same with, same with like rec hockey. Like I'll play every day and I just don't need more things okay. like that. You know? Okay. This is maturity. This is this is maturity. yeah. I was gonna say it's yeah. not so much kids or or that sort of thing. It's I I just watch so much football, man. I don't have more time. I don't have time for more football. Let's take a look at what's on the menu for DoorDash. DoorDash is more than just restaurants. It's also grocery stores, flower shops, pharmacies, whatever you need, DoorDash can go grab it for you. Also, they've got Double Dash, multiple stops, one trip, pay for one delivery. Love that. All on one trip. Have it arrive right at your door and left safely outside with their default contactless delivery setting. Also right now, check this out. Limited time offer. Our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of more than $15 when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code NATION25. On the menu today, we've got a little midday special for you. 11.30 today, Canada, Sweden at the World Junior Championships. That is the host Swedes against the Canadians. It does not get much better than this for your holiday season hockey viewing. Love to see it. Later today, 5.30, Raptors and Celtics from Boston. Great history between these two clubs. So we got some hockey. We got some hoops. That's what's on the menu for DoorDash. Don't forget that promo code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. Dash that for the win. Because I knew, obviously, you were you were going over there. We haven't talked a, a ton. As yeah. you know, I got, I got so I got. No, I'm just I can't. Time. I, I can't, no, I by the way, I, I can't. I can't wait till like nine months from now when you send me pictures from next year's Spengler Cup. You're like, oh, it's <laughs> it's great here. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Have you ever been to Switzerland? <laughs> I just off chance decided to go check out the Spangler Cup. Uh, mm. For those that don't know, my my uh, my joke was wherever and, Walker moved yeah, to, Walker, would, you got to come out for a visit. You got to come out to Toronto. You got to see me here. 
uh, I don't really, I said, whatever. And then he moved to Vancouver, and I think I was in Toronto about a month later. After what, two? How long were you in Toronto? Four years. Four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then Vancouver. you Vancouver left Vancouver, and I was there yeah. weeks later. So we'll all, we'll always have Vegas. What date are What date are you leaving? Just so I know when to plan. I should start uh, looking for a flight. I don't know. That's not up uh, again. That's yeah. not up to me. I've revealed. I've revealed too much. You really have. When I think of you over there, I think of that fat kid on The Simpsons who has all the chocolate. I've had too much chocolate. And I, you know, that that loser kid. I figure you'd be big and chubby by now. That's the way I think I of you. Yeah, I think he's German. I'm sure it is. It's just you know, yeah. the same thing. Swiss chocolate, Swiss it, Alps. Swiss, do, you, do you own lots of army knives? Do you have a lot of watches? There's a, there's a lot of chocolate here, and it's really good. Like, yeah. it's trouble. Yeah. The beer is good. It's like Switzerland is it's so expensive. Like it's 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 like you have, you just have to like suspend disbelief. Like it's so expensive, except like like the best wine in the world, because it's like France is right there, Italy's right there, Germany's right there. It's like super cheap. Like everything is mind-numbingly expensive, except like booze. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That sounds awful. So is there an opportunity for Angie to stay with the club or stay over there? Is there a chance that you could be long-term Europeans or is it, uh, or is that even kind of something you entertain? Yeah. The, she's having a great year. Um, you know, beyond team. playing, right. If you, if there's no a we'll job be, for her or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll be, we'll be back again. Like I said, she's a, she's a pretty high achiever. She's a superstar. So she's, anxious to kind of get her engineering career back at, at home going. Um, she, she had a lot to prove to herself, I think hockey wise. And, and she did, and the team desperately wants her to come back. Right. They'd sign her to a new deal tomorrow. Um, but uh, you know, she's not going to want to do it by herself. I don't think legally I'll be able to be in the, the country for another year. Um, and so, yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of planning to, to be back and um you know, like her, her first year playing in, in the other city had its ups and downs. And, you know, she wanted another kick at the can, you know, because she wanted to be in a, a spot, you know, where she's playing on the top line and top power play. And that's what Davos has been for. Her. And, you know, so she's done that. And, and I think we both feel that, like, if she signed for another year, it would be it wouldn't be quite as good. Right. It would be just a little it'd be like a little different. Like, you know, they're playing a, a big game at the Spangler Cup next week or in about a week and a half, which is going to be unbelievable. There's going to be a couple thousand people there. They play an outdoor game and in, in uh, a town called Stad coming up on the second, which is going to be unbelievable. Love Stad. And yeah, I mean, so you do, you do all these things and like next year, it's like, it might just kind of be the same, right? It's like, okay, it's another four hour bus trip to Logano. Like she's done that already. Right. So um, I, I think she's decided that, that, you know, she has nothing left to prove and, and we'll, we'll go back home, you know, with friends and family. So in terms of just keeping a focus on things, whether it's hockey or the old business that we used to be in or, you know, podcasting or whatever, how closely do you monitor what's going on in the landscape? Or have you kind of, I guess it's, you talk about the hockey, which is a hobby and watching NHL and that, that's different. I suppose just professionally, are you in tune with what's happening back here? digitally uh, and terrestrially yeah, a, a little bit i it's almost like um 
you remember the moment for you, like when you, like you're still a hockey fan, you still love the game, but you remember the moment it changed a little bit. Like you were, you were too much on the inside. You saw too many locker rooms. You saw too many millionaires. Uh, and so you just knew that like, you're never going to be a fan like you were as a kid, right? Like there's a little thing that changes. And, uh, and for me on the media side, it's kind of the same deal for me. And, and so when you got to that point as a fan of the game, you kind of stop cheering for teams. You start cheering for players, right? Like, um, you know, guys, you know, or guys that you covered or guys that you like. And I think with the, with consuming media and I've consumed so much for so long and produced so much for so long, I root for you. I root for a couple guys, you know, that I worked with in Toronto. Um, you know, I, I hope good things for their career, but I'll admit um, there's a pretty big sourness and, and, and I try not to let it consume me, but there's a, there's a big sourness, a big, uh, a lot of bitterness, a lot. When I look at the state of media and I see all the, frankly, just shit talent and shit people and shit management and like, you know, corporate this and corporate that it's frustrating because I've dedicated my whole life to it and, but there's not a spot anymore for me. And so I'm, I'm over it. I'm happy with my new life, but I'm never going to be. It doesn't sound like you are. Cause I, the, the, well, I no, guess the I, point I was going to make is yeah. you, you sound a, a eerily similar to how you were near the end here and kind of getting on, taking a break from really everything, North America, you were taking a break. I, I wondered how, if, if, if maybe the pot had, you know, if the boil had come down a little bit, but it's yeah, uh, still I mean, bubbling. I don't think that'll ever change, but I, I dwell on it less. I'm talking about it now because, I'm, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm talking about it with you. Um, I don't lay awake at night or anything like that. But um, yeah, like, you know, I'll, I'll forever be, I'll, I will forever feel like my, my career, something I was good at was kind of, you know, pulled and, and I was robbed of it. Like, I'll never get over that. Um, all I can do is go on to the next thing and, you know, be as, be as good as I can at it. But, um, but yeah, I don't like put it this way. I'm not, I'm not subscribing to, you know, again, I watch you guys all the time. I, you know, your friends, but I'm not, I'm not subscribing to people's podcasts. Like I'm not, Ooh, it's a new Leafs lunch. Like, fuck that. Like I'm not, <laughs> not consuming any of this shit. Right. Like I just don't, I just don't do that anymore. You know what we are? I was trying to think of who else would be in that category. Um, we're we're Darian Hatcher. Remember, there was a time when Darian Hatcher was a big prized free agent, making all the money. Goes from Dallas to Philadelphia. So this guy's these this a star. And then almost overnight, it's like the game doesn't need Darian Hatcher anymore. And well, yes, but he couldn't. But he couldn't move. Right. I don't think Darian Hatcher's like, I'm still good. It's like, no, like you can't do it anymore. I can still do it. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I guess fair. Enough. I don't I know. Just, yeah. I just think about yeah. uh, it was it was going so well. And then very quickly it uh, it shifted. Yeah. I mean, do you, if, if you can. I don't I don't want to get too deep into it, but I mean, what else do we end up talking? Oh, about? It's fine. Um, I'm fine to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, like, do you do you miss it? I guess. Because I people will ask me, you must be so say you you must be so happy. You're so happy. I'm happy to not be getting up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, 
that is it was the the it's what I was leery about at the beginning, and it was the main reason I left at the end. It wasn't the coworkers or the job or the content or that it was none of that stuff. I just hated getting up. And it's like you must just love it. It's so great. And things are great. We've done very well. You know, knock on wood, everything's going great. Very fortunate. Um, but it's it's not the same. It's when when you were finished the show at a radio station, there's people milling about. You know, there's the secretary in the uh, in the office, and there's salespeople, and there's promotions, and there's people from the news department. Everybody's kind of here. You finish the show, you just kind of shut the laptop, and you you look at each other. Or right, because I've been doing a lot of the stuff from home, just kind of sit here in the room. And I guess that was a thing. I don't know. We talked for <laughs> we talked for a couple hours. I don't know. Was it good? I don't. Because even the way you do this is different than the way you do that. I I, I do kind of miss. There's a bit of a there's a bit of a buzz that you would get from being on the air, so to speak. That kind of isn't there with this. There's there's other things that make up for it, I guess, but it's not the same. Yeah, I I think like probably like I don't know midway through my career or like when I when I kind of hit a, a new plateau and I was working in bigger markets and doing bigger shows and covering bigger teams, I, I would always like work is always work, no matter what you do. Um, and I'd always have to kind of remind myself, you know, it's like, Hey, like this is pretty, this is pretty cool. Like you could be, you know, working, you could be like installing insulation with your brothers, but not you're covering the Leafs and Habs on Saturday night. Like it's, you know, it's cool. Um, you know, so I would remind myself of that a lot. Um, but I would say what I, what I miss is kind of like, I never had to think about it over time. Like we, you know, I did what I did for almost 20 years. You've done it for longer. And, you know, I'm sure there, there's a lot of people out there that'll say, Walker, you suck, but I was good at what I did. And I, I do miss, I miss having a purpose. Like I miss being just naturally really good at something like I didn't have to you know like people will be like how how do you do that how do you talk for four hours how do you like come up with opinions and it's like I don't know it's just it's I'm a pro it's what I do it's like the same reason I can't figure out how some guy you know fixes my car right like I I don't know how you do it and and people can't do what we do and you know I I I miss I miss just being like I worked a lot I put in you know a lot of years to be good at something and then I had to start over and you know, I can be good at something else, but I, I do, I do miss that. It's not like I loved every second I was on the air, but I miss being just good at something right in a yeah. high, per, high percentile of something. And uh, so I, I, I do miss that. I feel like, I do feel like it was, you know, my calling and my purpose and all that kind of stuff, but you know, the, the world, the world changes. It's time to take a look at some flames history for McLeod law. You know, Peter Klein at McLeod law, he's the personal injury guy, but also did you know, he's the go-to guy in Calgary for your disability insurance claim. If your long-term disability insurance company is refusing to pay insurance benefits to you contact Peter, he'll get you the disability benefits you paid for and that you deserve. He'll get you your peace of mind back. The peace of mind you paid for. Also, McLeod Law, very proud of their Calgary roots. Entrenched in this community, it's a big part of their long-standing client relationships. They understand this city, the people in it, and the way things work here in Calgary. Like the communities they serve, McLeod Law, very diverse, and they share a commitment to making a positive impact on the city of Calgary. Well, I'll tell you what, December 29th, 
pretty quiet for Flames history. It was on this day in 1998 that Andre Trefilov was added for a seventh rounder. Pretty minor on the scale of deals, but I tell you what, yesterday, a huge day in Flames history. Not only did you have a Phil Housley extension, a multi-year re-signed deal back in 1999, but December 28th was a big day in 2002 and 2010. Both involved Daryl Sutter. In 2002, the Flames were struggling and Daryl was brought in, hired as an interim head coach. That was a big turn for the Calgary Flames. Daryl and the club started playing some great hockey down the stretch. And of course, we all know what happened the next season, 03, 04, Daryl's first as the head coach of the hockey club, a trip all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Now, fast forward a bit, 2010, Daryl was now the GM of the hockey club, no longer the head coach. Sutter resigned on that same day, December 28th in 2010. Jay Feaster then took over as interim general manager. An eight-year run for Daryl, starting with the coaching position in 02, wrapping in 2010 as the outgoing general manager. That was Daryl Sutter 1.0 back yesterday, 2002 to 2010, December 28th. Busy day in Flames history. For McLeod Law, whether your challenge is business or personal, they're in it with you. Professionals with a common goal, helping clients meet their goals. McLeod Law, check them out online at mcleod-law.com. One thing for me that that is always, I, it's still awkward or whatever you want to call it, and people understand, is when you meet new people. Oh, so what do you do? Well, I have a podcast. Um, and you almost feel like uh, I used to be do I used to do something like there was a time where I used to be a professional. Like you say, I used to I had done pretty well, raised, got through the ranks. I was hosting a morning show on a radio station. That was all. Oh, hey, real. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty. I host a podcast. It never kind of gets that reaction. It's like, oh, so like, everybody. So. Yeah. Everybody and their dog has a podcast. So what, right? so yeah. what do you do to make money? What, what is your job? <laughs> it, it, no, that's the thing. That's the same thing. So. Well, it actually took me a while and I stopped doing this with people like, oh, what do you do? And my, 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 my natural instinct was to be like, oh, I used to work for Sportsnet. It's like, no, yeah. I, I sell industrial stuff. Like yeah. that's, that's what I do. That's what I do now. Yeah. My buddy beef, he, it was the same thing for him. It's, so what do you do? Well, I run recreational hockey leagues and I've got a hockey tournament that I run in the summer. He would just tell people I, I work at the jail. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I shoot birds at the airport. He'd come up with something just ridiculous and stupid every time, just so people would just stop asking him. So he had to not go into detail as to, I run a, I run a raffle. Yeah. I, I run a pig draw. I have a pig draw that I run. Hog draw. Yeah. Hog draw. That's what it was. Yeah. Still haven't found that winner. <laughs> I'm sure he's out there somewhere though. Yeah. And I, I mean, what, so when you, like, do you feel like you're done, done? Cause there's, cause I know that there's some people and it's just when they're done, it's like the, the bitterness gets to a point. It's like, F that I am done. I'm, <laughs> I don't need that ever again, but it's, it's kind of like Brooks in Shawshank almost don't know anything else. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just trying to get back into the jail somehow. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, so the, the Angie and the ladies team here, um, they're off, like they're going to their break now. So tonight they did kind of a friends and family game. And, and, uh, so we, we played with them tonight, which was a lot of fun. And the GM of the, of HC Davos, his name's Yan Alston. 
and he's a Canadian guy actually from Quebec, but he played, didn't play in the NHL, played national team and then played for years in Europe. Nice guy. And so I texted him and, and said, Hey, I don't know if you still put on the, the skates, but you know, we need players to play against the ladies. And he's like, I have not put on the skates <laughs> since my last game 15 years ago, like done, like not even at a little twirl at the outdoor rink. Right. Which is bizarre to me, but um, some people are like that. So no, I, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not actively looking to get into it. Um, you know, I think the, the media world, I, I mean, I, I obviously tried the podcasting thing, which was, by the way, it was going all right, but I looked at it from the, you know, the big lens and, you know, is this, is, is this what I'm going to be doing for 20 years? I just didn't see it, you know, so I gave it up. Um, yeah, you know, I, and I looked back at that and I don't, again, I don't, I don't know if anybody cares about this conversation. They probably thought we were going to talk about the flames and Oilers and they're just bored to tears right now. Um, but I kind of look, not that our similar, I suppose you tried to kind of do everything. You didn't really have sales help. You didn't have internet help, or if you did, you had to pay for it and it was beyond what you could afford is you just, you needed some support that you didn't have. If you were able to well, just focus yeah. more on doing the show, kind of like what we've, we've done here. Um, and, and there's drawbacks to it, right? It's, you it's it's our we have creative control over the content and it's our company and it's our thing but there's it's not free range but at the same time there's there's some things that we don't have to worry about yeah and i think also you know i i tried to just force content right like every day probably should have made it twice a week um i probably shouldn't have gone all in it probably should have been a side hustle kind of thing but uh, but it was kind of a go big or go home thing, and I had some wins, and it was and it was paying the bills. But again, for me, it was, you know, how sustainable is this? Um, you know, where's my, <laughs> you know, where's my RSPs? Like, where's my yeah, healthcare? Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know. Um, so it, I I just it was a little unnerving, and and plus I I had this other thing, you know, sales thing that that was going pretty well, and. And uh, I just thought it was, I thought it was time, but I wanted to give it a, a good year. Um, you know, I, 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 you never, you never say never, right? Like, you know, maybe media changes again and, you know, it's a couple of years and everyone wakes up. It's like, Hey, like, how about we get, you know, some talented people doing things like, you know, I've worked with a lot of guys like you have too. It's just like, how does that guy keep getting jobs? You know, but I don't know the world changes yeah. or someone else news in charge. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not waiting by the phone. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I tell you something I'd love to do. Um, you know, we live in Edmonton when we go back and, and, uh, you know, this is just, you know, as an aside, but like, I love what, you know, Jason Greger and those guys have done. They, they said, fuck it. They opened a new radio station, like an actual AM signal, which I think is great. I would, I would love to get a call to guest host for a week in a summer. Like I'd love to do that. Right. Just no pressure get behind the mic, just talk some sports. Um, I thought, think it'd be a lot of fun, but that's as, that's as, as far as I've, I've thought about it. Well, I mean, you know where Gregor's home is. It's the nation network. It's all, I, I know a guy. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Cause they shut, they again, the shut the doors on TSN and Edmonton. And yeah. then you were left. Well, what are we going to do? And you know what? Kudos to bo both he and Nielsen up there are kind of yeah. doing their own thing. They, they found a, there was a struggling radio station. They had a, a signal and a transmitter and a, whatever you call it, a 
CRTC certification. And I I love it. I I don't even know. I don't even know if it's like the right long-term call, but I just love that they went back to AM radio. Like, I don't know, maybe Edmonton's a little, a little different, like, you know, blue collar, more people driving around, but just like it needs an AM signal. Like, Get that sports talk on. I listen. And it's every in Watasco, you know? right? I like, don't know. I have no the, idea. The radio station, I think, is Watasco, and so yeah. it can't be worse than the frequency of twelve sixty. No, I was bad. That was just. It was so hard to listen to. <laughs> Downtown, you couldn't get it. True. See that? That's the one thing. Not the one thing. I know because you know nine sixty. It's not what it used to be, but it it gave us a lot of us our our big start, our big breaks. But like. That signal was borderline illegal, man. You could get it in New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would they, the skip. You get the AM skip, they'd call it. Oh, I could hear you in, I could hear you in Toledo. Toledo? You would, be, How- you, you would be like in Leduc, and you couldn't get Edmonton stations. You get 960 clear as a bell. Yeah. I remember right. when I was working in Edmonton at Ched, you would be able to, because you had 630 Ched, 1260. It was exactly double the frequency for, like... And you could sometimes hear 6.30 bleeding. This technology is ridiculous. (laughs) So I'm with you to a point, I guess. There's some nostalgia there. Um, But aside from going into a station and sitting in front of a microphone that's got a mic flag on it or something, I don't know that it's... uh, I don't know that it's, it's, it's all what you make of it. It's what you treat it. I don't know. Everyone's like, I don't know if what we're doing is the right thing either. We're going every day. We're doing a live show. We're talking about how to incorporate different things moving forward because if you sit still you're falling behind especially in this technology in this day and age i don't know if we're doing the right thing or not this goes back to you know we you and i had lots of long talks when you know you guys were starting it up and and it's different than me because i bounced around i went everywhere and you guys just have one of the great brands in the country um truly and it would it would have been such a shame such a wasted opportunity I mean, there's such a big listener group and people love the flames and, and I think that was one of my problems too. It's just like, yeah, I can talk about everything and I, I like to think I'm entertaining, but I don't really have that home base of, yeah, of yeah. people like who am I talking to, you know? And that was one of the, one of the problems you guys know exactly who your audience is. And, yeah. And, and that's, you know. and when you start doing, cause I've talked to other guys, right. As I'm, I'm going to do, it's going to be a national show or it's going to be broad general. If you're doing a broad in general and that, that focus becomes wide, you're yeah. in the pool with everybody. Yeah, how do you, yeah. how do you separate yourself from everybody where, yeah, we're, we're not going to get as big as some of those shows if we continue this way, but in our little pocket here, we're, we're pretty dialed in with the people that know what they know what they're going to get, I suppose. And yeah. So what do you think of the Oilers? Because I know you'll be watching them. Uh, now, spoiler alert, we've pre-taped this. This is going to air, uh, obviously, it'll, when you're hearing this, this was recorded uh, prior to Christmas. Let's just go that far. Um, lost a bunch, won a bunch, and at this, as of now, losing a bunch again. Goaltending, they can't get saves to save their life. It's another year for Dreisaitl. Was it two years for McDavid? The hot seat. For old Kenny Holland, he's got to have major swass going up there. I don't know what you do. You, you got to trade your first router. You got to get something. You got to go all in. But I don't know what how you fix that up there. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many games where you, you compartmentalize, right? Like there's so many games where you're like, oh, they lose again. Like Oilers are going north. It's like, yeah, they gave up six goals on 21 shots. Like you just can't. 
you can't win that way. Like, I'm not about to be like, the Oilers are shit, McDavid's shit, and Holland's shit. It's like, you need saves. And, you know, Skinner was a Calder finalist. Like, he's a, an important piece of the organization. But, like, you you need two goalies almost in every market unless you have Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. You need two yeah. goalies in, in Calgary, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, and he has to wear this, but, like, the obviously the the – the Jack Campbell, all our chips in on this guy, it might end up costing the Oilers a couple of Stanley Cups, really, when you look at it, because you're, you know, you're running out of time with those guys, and Dreitzeidel's still on an amazing deal. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, they can't get it done. I don't know. They went to the conference final. That's pretty good. You know, they lost to the cup champs. They went right there with Vegas last year. You know, they lost in game six. Vegas wins the cup. Like, I, in my opinion, the Oilers have been right there. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's it's uh, it's not like they're the, you know, the Capitals that lost in the first round eight years in a row. To me, they've been right there. And this year, it's been, I know McDavid had a bit of a slump and, and was hurt or whatever, but, like, you know, the, the second they started getting saves, they won eight in a row. Like, it's a pretty good team still. Yeah, I was going to um, say, how, how's your goalie? Well, which week? Last week, yeah. uh, goals against, like, 1.6, 1.7. This week, 7.1. So it's, you can't, you can't rely on it. It's an interesting, if, if it does go down and they don't win and whatever, if dry side leaves or just however you, when you look back at this and if it is a failure, if they don't win, what was kind of the turning point? Like you say, maybe was it the Jack Campbell 5 million a year? This is our goalie deal. Was it a, a Darnell nurse, $9 million deal? I don't know. No, I, I think to me it's the Campbell. I mean, I, I get it. Like I I'm I defend Nurse a little bit because um, you know, yeah, he gets paid too much, of course. But like, you know, he signed a big free agent deal, which was like the going the going rate for number one D. And, you know, at the time this is still like, hey, it's a free agent that wants to stay in Edmonton. You you better extend them. Um, and he's not unbelievable. He's a better offensive Brandon Carlo. So yeah, he's Six million, not nine million. That's not your un. That's not that's not your undoing. To me, it's it's the Campbell deal, and it's not like oh, you know, we have no money left. But who else are you going to sign? Like that was like who, like even if even if even if the the cap didn't matter, like who are you going to go get? Right? There's not that many number one goalies out there. Maybe the turning point was you remember Markstrom had to decide whether he was going to Edmonton or Calgary. You know, maybe yeah. he chooses, maybe he chooses Edmonton. Maybe they have a Stanley Cup already. I don't know. My understanding there was, and everyone will tell you something different. My understanding was that was strictly a play to pull another year out of Calgary. That there was never really any strong intent to go up there. It was a fallback kind of a mm. thing, a negotiation thing. But it's neither here nor there, I guess. Village Honda presents the road ahead. A reminder, let your automotive journey start at Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall or at villagehonda.com. They've got new in-stock inventory on the ground. Start your adventures with new vehicle pricing at MSRP. Also, Village Honda has a huge selection of used vehicles, all makes, all models, all budgets, with over 70 on site and access to more than 400 in the dealer group. Make sure you start with Village Honda in the Northwest and online at villagehonda.com. Well, for the road ahead, let's take a look. The Flames are wrapping their two-game homestand to close 2023 in a couple days against the Philadelphia Flyers. The New Year's Eve game is a 6 o'clock start, and then 
boom, off to the road they go. Calgary Flames will wrap their season series with Minnesota on the second, a six o'clock start from St. Paul. Then. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Into Nashville, Music City, another six o'clock start on the 4th. They'll close the road trip with stops in Philadelphia, an 11 o'clock matinee on the 6th, and then the second half of a doubleheader, another early start in Chicago at 1 p.m., on the 7th, that's a four-game road trip. Minnesota, Nashville, that closes with a back-to-back. Philly, Chicago, and the Flames will be back to face Ottawa on the 9th. A one-game homestand. It's a stretch of six out of seven on the road. Once they're done with the New Year's Eve Flyers, busy stretch of travel coming up for the Calgary Flames. That is your road ahead for Village Honda in the Northwest Auto Mall and online at villagehonda.com. You look back, it's kind of like... When you put that roster together, well, you you kept Nugent Hopkins. Well, the deal he signed was so good, right? That Five he gave you a such year. a hometown discount um, on, on this most recent one from last summer. Evander Kane, I, I don't know that he makes them better, but again, you're not overpaying him. It's manageable. Well, Hyman is an unbelievable player. I, I do that signing every day of the week. He you was know, the, the one. Ex- I, I just wonder when you st- you keep going forward, forward, forward. Is was there another? Was there a defenseman? Was there something else that could have been done along the way, instead of adding forwards? Well, when they did, you know, when they did that Ekholm deal last year, and then won whatever it was, eighteen of nineteen going yeah, into yeah. the playoffs. It's like this is a good, this is a good team. And then goaltending was kind of their undoing, and this year, goaltending was really their undoing. Um, I just think it boils down to that. Like every team's going to be flawed. I truly think, you know, they're a contender. I think they're they're good enough. You know, I, I every they'd love they'd love to have their D man, and for sure the nurse money hampers you a little bit. But I watch that team, and there's been a couple times I've gotten up for like 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 four thirty a.m. games, and I've watched them just like like even the other night against Tampa. 
they set a club record for shots. They outshot them like 57 to 20 and they lost seven to four. Like you just can't, like, I don't know what, I don't know what you do. You can't, what they need to do is win enough games to squeak in to like the wild card or third in the division and then do what they, you know, in 2006, they got Dwayne Rolison at the deadline and he was unbelievable and almost won in the Stanley cup. Like they need another goalie. I know, I know, like I like I was uh, Ranta was on waivers the other day, and I was like, I was like, what about that? And I was like, what are we like, what are we what have we come to that I'm like I know, you know, it's like quarterbacking in the NFL. Is are are there not there's 32 teams? Are there 32 guys that can be close to elite goaltenders in the world? I I guess not. Not even close. I guess not. So I'm looking Kaepernick, Dean. Yeah. I'm looking here today. And uh, the Vancouver Canucks, as we record this, are one point back of Vegas for tops in the Pacific Division. You were there for a stretch of time. I'm, I don't want any, not looking to shit talk anybody because I know it, how it went there for you and everything. But just in terms of the team, Besser has had an unbelievable bounce back. Quinn Hughes has been on another planet. They've come back down to earth as you knew they were going to. But between Demko and Hughes and Pedersen and JT Miller. There was the whole, do you keep Horvat or Miller? Miller's been good. That's the right call, yeah. They made the right call. They've made a few calls with Patrick Alvin, and the, and the coach seems to be the right fit. Are you stunned yeah. with this turnaround in Vancouver? I'm, I'm not stunned. I'm actually a little stunned that they were such just big fucking losers like every year when they had <laughs> so much talent. It's true. Like, you know, I, I had a, I'll be honest, like, it's not like I advertised it, but like whatever it was at like 60 or 70 to one, I threw a few bucks on the Canucks to win the cup the last couple of years. Cause like they're, they got a lot of talent there. Like some of these guys are really good. I love JT Miller. Quinn Hughes is, is a bona fide Norris contender. And it's just like, why, why are they so bad all the time? And you know, you get a few saves, you bring in a coach that doesn't run it like a country club. Um, one of their big problems, like a lot of teams have, is like they gave the keys to these young punks way too early and you know they they're soft they didn't have enough veterans all that kind of stuff but those guys grow up you know over time and you know Pedersen's not a kid anymore he's a man and you know Brock Besser is I'm not a big Besser guy but he's having a great year and like it's about time right he makes seven million he's always hurt he never scores he's putting it together for a year right um I don't know if it'll last and I and I still don't think you know I I think they'll be a playoff team and you know lose in the first or second round or something like that but um no I'm, I'm not surprised i'm a little surprised it took so long to get here to be honest they made a couple obviously you knew demco was coming they were patient and they waited there they they made the right move because the you keep miller and it felt like that miller was the guy that was gonna go it just horvat was the captain he was the loved guy there and that they were gonna and miller's kind of the he's the america he's american right he's kind of a wild card is he happy he's a malcontent they went the other way and then you get that you get the pick and then you pick up philip heronic you don't kick it down the road and use the pick you bring in heronic and he's been great i don't know about zadorov i think that team people that haven't watched him for in, on a game by game basis, think he's better than than probably what he is, but he's still a big, solid guy that can eat some minutes. The Heronic ad was big. Miller was a win, and we watched them here. I guess it was a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember, that was the overtime game. They come at you. They 
they're they're younger. It's a it's a different Vancouver team. Yeah. Like you say, country club. I don't know if it's talk it or what it is, but it has to be. It, it's got to be one of those things. We talk about it a little bit. Guy like Rod Brindamore, guy like Rick Tockett, you don't have to have played to be a good coach. But if you have played and you played like those guys did, and they're your coach, you better bring your lunch to practice, yeah, I... to the games, because those guys will probably still outwork you. They'll outlift you in the gym. And if you want to go behind the rink and throw a few, they'll probably be happy to do that too. I just think that there's yeah. there's some real built-in respect with guys like that. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um yeah, I thought talk was the right hire, and I and I I'll admit when when they announced because he was hurt at the time, they announced you know because what are they last place last year again, and and oh we're trading our first round pick for Heronic. I'm like oh my god guys, you're doing it again. I but know, that's yeah, just yeah. that's just re- you know what that's just really good pro scouting because those defensemen don't grow on trees, and he's been a he's been a rock back there. Um, yeah. And you add a player like that, and it just pushes everyone else down into the you know, the proper role. And, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I don't think the Besser thing will last. Um, obviously, Kuzmenko's come back down to earth from his almost 40 goals last year. Um, you know, this is a team that for whatever reason, I don't know why, but they get so many injuries every year, which I don't think is an accident. I think that happens to certain teams and certain players. So I, I, I think they'll come down to earth, but, you know, they're a, they're a playoff team, you know, and that's, a, that's, the, that's the first bar. And they have a good and they have a good goalie, right? They have a good Again, goalie. You put you could put Demko on the Oilers, and they might yeah. be chiseling that thing in June. And what about the team here? I don't know how closely you've you've watched. They start yeah, the year they close. they get a win on opening night over Winnipeg, a game where they were outshot. They I mean they were probably fortunate to win it. There's a six game losing streak in there, and they they looked awful. There was a game against St. Louis couldn't complete a pass. It was a debacle. It was the worst, as much of a tongue lashing as Husk is going to give a team. He basically said, you can control your work ethic and there's no work ethic right now. And since then, the wins maybe haven't been there, but they've been, they've been consistent in effort and in try. There have been some results. They're in a lot of games. We were looking at this month of December, Pinder calls the gauntlet run because it's Dallas and Vegas and Colorado. It's all of these teams that are above the playoff cut line. You, you think by the time it's said and done and they've been above 500 with no power play. Their power play is complete dog shit and the goaltending has been just okay. I just wonder if in the back of my head there, if we can get a first for Lindholm. Okay, great. Oh. And then we'll spin him off right away for a, for a defenseman. Oh, it'd be the, <laughs> that kind of same thing, right? But maybe there's something to that because you you get a draft pick or whatever they're going to do here. And then, oh, so that's next June. You're going to draft the kid then. And if that, how many years away? I don't know if there's, like you say, if your pro scouts see that there's somebody out there and you can spin one of those assets in a hurry, maybe it's worth it. But I don't, I still don't think they're a playoff team. Prior to the game the other night, they had one win in their previous seven. But because they've been invested and playing hard and in every game, it doesn't feel like a, a horrendous string of losses here. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think that there's no, you know, you you guys watch a game to game, you follow it game to game. Um, you know, the team plays hard. You're in a game. You compete. You look at the standings. You're close. That's all well and good. I think big picture, there's I've just I've never seen a more obvious thing. It's you know, it's it's 
unfortunately you can't get it right down to the screws because of the Hubert or stuff, which you guys have talked to death, but um, yeah, you can't, you got to trade Lindholm. You got to trade Hannafin. <laughs> like you just have to, you have to. And, and yeah, it's not necessarily about draft picks, draft picks, because yeah, you're right. That takes a long time, you know, but the, you know, m- more like the, you know, the Sharon Govich deal, you know, you get a young player as opposed to a, a second round draft pick that you can fit in. Um, you know, I just, it reminds me a little bit of, <laughs> and I, I'd probably talk about it a little differently, but when we were together in Calgary and they, the team was forever in eighth or ninth and they had a Ginla and Kippersoff and they sold a bunch of jerseys and, and it was hard to talk about the team game to game because I was just always like, what are they doing? Like <laughs> fucking trade these guys. Yeah. Like you're, you're no good. You're no good. But there's more to it than that. Obviously, you're not just going to trade a Ginla. Then they should have. I guess in retrospect, because they didn't get anything for him. Um, but it, you know, it was just incredibly evident that, you know, they just weren't, they were nothing special, you know, and this team's nothing special, you know? So if you get the chance to, you know, move Backland or move Hannafin or move Lindholm. Lindholm. You, sure. You, I mean, Lindholm's the center. You gotta do it. Yeah. Lindholm's the center. You gotta move him. I was thinking about that one kind of the other day. Oh, I was just going to, just some of those teams that we we watched back then you had Bo Meester and I mean again got traded and Kiprasov basically and you were, they and had, you were never and you were never going to trade Kipper he was never yeah. going to go anywhere well they had yeah. the trade done they had him traded to Toronto he said I'm not going to Toronto it's yeah, just exactly. so Kipper yeah. Kipper's yeah, got his yeah, jersey re- he's got his jersey retirement coming up in January or in February is he really coming? Is he going to be here? Will he come to his own? He didn't go get the Vesda. Will he come to the Jersey retirement? They might, they might have to send someone to get him. Yeah. I I think he'll probably, he, they got him for the Zoom call. So I think it would be awfully embarrassing if he didn't show up. But there were some, those teams, they just kept trying to, we'll bring back Tange again. We're going to trade Jokin. Yeah. We're bringing Jokinen back again. It was wild that was that was wild and i you know i i get it they were a little they were a little pot committed and you know i'll, I'll go to my grave that you know again his last few years here was a little checked out right get my 30 I, I always my favorite moment i tell the story i've told it on the podcast before but it was just like it was so perfect for those teams because they did have talent you know but it would have been a lot harder to finish eighth than ninth because then you got to play a playoff series and like Daryl Sutter said, waste of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing the exit interviews with the media, green garbage bag day. And, you know, they always say the same things. And Kipper always escapes out the back door. So he'd never do the media. And it was fucking Tonge, who like, I I kind of like him, to be honest. I but, really like, like him. But I really did, like him. But like he won in Colorado and then he didn't care the rest of the way. Shut it down. Got his points. <laughs> And he yeah. did his, he comes out and meets with the media and, you know, the same classic, he's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just, we really wanted it. We, and he's wearing a Titleist hat. <laughs> it's like, Alex, yeah. could you, like, he basically had like his golf bag. Over he's got his, his hockey shoulder. bag on one and plane the golf bag on in, the other. Yes. How long is this going to take? I've got a two fifteen. Yeah. It's like we just everyone in this room just really wants to play next week. Really? Do you? <laughs> no, you don't. 
This segment is brought to you by our friends at Finning Cat. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on. Go to finning.com and check out their extensive inventory of new, used, and rental equipment to find the right solution to meet your unique needs. Neil Part, it's never been easier with Finning Cat's online service. Invest in the future of your business. Check out the latest at finning.com. Well, if you're paying attention earlier this week, uh, the I dig it goes to a little history that happened in front of our own very eyes and well, computers and in the in in the year 2023, before we even got to 2024, uh, Chris Letang, something that's never been done in NHL history before. Hmm, I doubt it. I mean, the league's been going for a long time since like 1917, over 100 years. What about five assists in a period? Whoa. Five assists in a single period. Latang set up five goals in the second period against the Islanders. He would add an assist in the third period to make it seven nothing Penguins. Chris Latang finishes with six assists in a single game. This is absolutely nutty. The last defenseman to get there. Gary Suter, the Calgary Flame, April 4th, 1986. That same year, Paul Coffey with Edmonton. You know that team with those guys and all those rings and those cups? Uh, Coffee had six, March 14th, 1986. Prior to that, it's Ron Stackhouse, Bobby Orr, Pat Stapleton, Babe Pratt back in 1944. It's a short list. None of them played with goalies as good as the ones Chris Letang has faced in his career. An incredible night. I dig it. Chris Letang, six points in a night. A D-man, no less. This is wild. Let's hear what he had to say post-game. You aware the referee said only uh, after the game. Uh, I think I think Todd mentioned it to me, but uh, he was not a hundred percent sure. So, but uh, we confirmed it in the room. But uh, um, yeah, it's one of those nights that it seems like everybody seems to score every time I, I gave it to them. So. Uh, it's one of those nights. Yeah. Invest in the future of your business. Check out the latest at finning.com. Finning Cat. Cat, an official sponsor of the NHL. And thank you to Finning Cat for joining us for another episode of I Dig It. Congrats, Chris Letang. I just think of the from Daryl to Jay Feaster. Brent comes in to coach the team. Hartley comes in. Like for Keenan, that whole, oh. it was a circus in that yeah. rink for a good five, 10 years, which is basically you know our like, time there. But also looking back on it, you know, cause you want the team to succeed. And, and again, like being young and fire and brimstone and like losing your mind and feeling like, a, you know, like losing your mind, like maybe you trade this guy, but like, it was so dysfunctional at times. It's like, that's exactly what you want to cover. Like that's, that's the best, yeah. right? It's all the chaos. Um, and there was a lot of chaos in those days. You think about Jay Feaster had to do the Aginla deal, had had a Kipper deal done, and Kipper said no. Yeah, had, had the Bowmeister had to do the Bowmeister deal. They got nothing, nothing, nothing. like nothing. And they, you know who they got? They got the guy that I that I watch here in Switzerland, Rito Berra, is still playing. Oh, it was retro retro uh, retro yeah. Biro. Um, <laughs> and then they signed the offer sheet to Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, could have been. Could have been like the worst, right? I mean, I mean, smart, good scouting. O'Reilly was turned out pretty good player. Uh, now I've heard conflicting stories, but I still, be, I, someone, if if you are a hockey person and you have 
knowledge as to whether the, the story is BS, but for those that don't remember, the Flames signed Ryan O'Reilly, who then of the Colorado Avalanche was he was, ho- he was, he was holding out and playing in Europe. Well, he wasn't holding right? out. He was an RFA who didn't have a contract. That's kind of different. It's not like he had a contract and wasn't playing. Okay. It was yes. in it. Yeah. Right. So he was, he just didn't come to terms. They didn't sign him. He didn't sign that. So he came over to Europe to play while he was waiting for something to get worked out. Flame sent him an offer sheet. He signs it. He's a Calgary Flame, unless the Avalanche want a match. And whatever the, you know, compensation was, it was a first and a second and a third. It was a bunch of picks. And the Avalanche very quickly say, no, okay, we'll ex- we're going to keep him. We'll sign that deal. We'll match that deal. The Calgary sign him to Calgary. You can but, beat it. But had, but had they not, had they said, yeah, whatever, too rich for our blood, you can take him. Give us the, the picks. Ru- yes. The, yeah. the rule would have been, because he played, I think it was two games in Europe, he would have had to go through the waiver process. So the Flames would have lost all their picks and not gotten the player. Yeah, Which, I, I, you, and Jay, you would guess, yeah, somebody's going to pick them on waivers. Yes, Jay Feaster, yeah. pack your bags. Yeah. And I think that was almost the pack your bags anyway. There were a few people who were around at that time that, that aren't anymore and weren't yeah. very shortly thereafter. But it was just another one of those comedy of errors that took place. I just remember visiting media coming in. They kind of pull you aside. What the fuck is going on here? What, what's going on in Calgary? What are you, what's going on with this team? What are these guys doing? I don't even know what they're doing. I, I don't know. The I forget who I was talking to. It was the Brandon Prust deal with Jokin and Prust for... It was Higgins and Kodalik from New York. And the deal was done, except they were going to play another game and they had to play game. There were so many of these deals that like the FNUF thing, the FNUF deal was done with Toronto, but he had to play another game and the guys in Toronto had to play games. Chaos. My, my first day in Calgary working for 960 was the day of the FNUF trade. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 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 I remember that trade because that's pre-internet. We have no idea. Phone goes off. It's Sunday morning and... Fanuf's traded to Toronto yeah. for what? For the Monday we, would have been the day I started. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. All right. Down to the rink, which is what we do. You start going live. And by then we had, we had the results of the trade. So you're, you're waiting for the, and a first and, and two firsts and, and picks and young, the young prospect, the young stud is no. Freddie Schuster. Is he young? No, yeah, no, yeah. no, he's not. No, yeah. Ian, Ian White, Ian White. How many, how many beers did he have on the charter coming yeah. over? Like, it's not a deal. Lot of, lot of issues. Yeah. Are you surprised? I, I was always surprised. I've talked to Red about it, and I guess once it's that give a shit meter that we talk about every once in a while. Because Fanuf comes into the league, called her nominee. Every time you get around World Junior time, you see the double D on and just what he was at that level. He Comes was, in, he can shoot, he can he fight, a, he, he can skate, superstar. right? He was a superstar. And it was the conversation, like like I remember doing sports radio conversations, and I know it's like lowbrow, right? It's like, you know, oh, Manning or Elway. But it was like, who would you start your team with? The winger, the center, or the D? And it was Ovechkin, Crosby, Funuf. That yeah. was the conversation, which yeah. is insane to think about. Because he goes to Toronto and what was it? Seven times seven. I'm trying to remember what that deal was. The extension he signed there. He becomes the captain. Yeah. When he signed. Yeah. When he signed the extension, I was, I was working there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it was not long him after and, that. Him and Kessel, I think, signed on the same day. And yeah. Yeah. And then his the, the hits stopped and the goals stopped, and everything just kind of slowed down. And then the next thing you know, he's an Ottawa senator or like LA King. It was a very unceremonious end. He to, he, he had a, bright for a short amount of time. He had a solid NHL career when you look at his hockey DB, but like you know, if someone 30 years from now looks at his, his career, it, they just wouldn't get the full picture. Like I, I would say that, um, you know, he would tell you probably he's proud of what he accomplished and it's, he was a solid top four defenseman for his entire career. But when he came into the league, I would say, I would say his career was a letdown. Yeah, I, that's that's it, it. Sounds horrible to and, say, but you and I, but you and I also saw him in Red Deer, and he's yeah, we the best, saw him. He's the best junior player I've ever seen. The best, the most dominant. Yeah, he he was so physical and big and strong and fast. It was it's like that five tool. He's like a, that all star, just everything you wanted. And I don't know if it's if it's the money or if it's just getting older. The and I guess we maybe all would be the same. The the want and desire to throw your body around because that's the thing people don't well i should say people that you also will hurt the odd time when you lay a body check yeah. when you're constantly hitting and pounding and skating and going you've got the money in the bank you've got the, the life you could have never dreamed of and it doesn't really matter how hard you go tonight in two nights in four nights that that's sort of I, I just wonder if some of that was it I've got everything I need. I don't need to. It's like the the old fighter that doesn't need to keep fighting yeah. anymore. And and to be fair, like you know, we all love the the highlight reel over the middle hits, but more often than not, they'd lead to a two on one, and it's Roman Hammerlick and Robin Regeer having to clean everything up. You know, like he had to probably evolve his game a little bit. He wasn't always going to be a human highlight reel, but he was just always like we had that. You know, oh, like Darnell Nurse is not a true number one. Dion was just never really a true number one. And I don't know if he could have developed into that. And, and you know, the attitude and work ethic weren't there. Um, but, like, I, I just remember, you know, when he was in junior, and that was, I like to call it, like, the golden age of the WHL. Every night there's a first-round pick coming in. But Brent Seabrook would come in, and Shea Weber would come in, and Dion would take those guys lunch money, right? There's no reason why his career should be three tiers below Seabrook and Weber, which yeah. it is. Which and is. you look and you think about it. I, I mentioned Darian Hatcher, right? And how the game evolved and left him behind. I feel like that 18 year old Dion could step in today and be the same. It's still tailored for his game S fast. It's it's not as physical, but man, he could do everything at high speed. He was, yep. he was amazing to watch and it, it, it just kind of burned out. Does Zovechkin catch Gretzky? I've always said it was, fait accompli, no questions asked. I actually made a bet with uh, one of my good friends. Uh, like We made it like a year ago, two years ago. Uh, round of golf anywhere in North America. I'd said he'd break it. He said he wouldn't. And I was like, just book the tickets already. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. This is the first little stretch where I've ever where I've ever thought like, still a lot of goals away. <laughs> and he does, he does not look like the same player right now. I, I still think he's going to break it. But I'm I'm starting to think now it might be a little more crawl over the 
finish line than I thought it would be. Because yeah. hey, he scored like it wasn't he, he was there almost fifty again last year, right? So maybe <laughs> it's just yeah. He played a game against Calgary early this year, and I think we were all kind of we had all kind of come around. And say, yeah, he's going to do it. He's still look. He's out. He's Ovechkin. He's still flying around. He's, it was the game that Calgary played against him. Warner the next day was like, I don't think it's going to happen. He he looks he looks out of gas. He, he doesn't. He's he is a liability to them now. You're going to be using him on power play and empty nets. Yeah, <laughs> that, and you I, know what? And he could and he might and he might still break it just being a power play guy. Yeah. But like I, w- I watched a game. It wasn't the Calgary game, but I watched a game a while ago and guys were just skating around him. Uh, and it was the first time I had that same thought. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I don't it has to get better than this. And like he'll probably still throw in his 25. But like, what if he scores 18? What if he gets you hurt know? for a while? Yeah. Right. He's been fairly healthy. What if he misses? some games along the way. I don't know. I, 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 I was never really invested. Out, yeah. Like I wouldn't like, cash out my, of my, I wouldn't cash out of my bet if I got the opportunity, but yeah. I'd have to think, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. I don't know that I was rooting for it. I guess. Sure. If, if Wayne's rooting for it, then I can root for it. And it just looked like that clip he was on. And now th- there might almost be something poetic if he can't get there, you know, it's, that is just how many goals it is. The premier goal scorer of this generation played this many years and scored these amount of goals yeah. and still couldn't get there. And and again, this isn't, you know, breaking news to anyone. Gretzky wasn't even a goal scorer, right? It yeah. just shows how statistically dominant he was. <clears throat> I mean, and I look at the OB stuff too and politics aside, I don't give a shit about any of that, to be honest. I see a guy that like, like, how do you score 50 every year? You just keep doing it, keep doing it. If you're going to break the record, go nuts, right? Yeah. But I, I don't want to see him, I don't want to see him, you know, be carried around for three years. That's no way to do it, yeah, you know? I hear you. Just... Have you watched any of the uh, Detroit Red Wing edition of Patrick Kane? A uh, little bit. It's been a little underwhelming. I thought it was just waiting for the pinball sh- machine, you know, the pinball game to light right up. It's not quite been yeah. that yet. Well, it's, as as Rhett likes to say, it's a pretty good league, <laughs> you know, you know, it's getting yeah. getting older, getting older. Actually, I think it was you that said it was a pretty good league. Oh yeah, and then Rhett's like, yeah, I know, I played in it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rox. <laughs> I played it. I, yeah. I I know. Um, I'm just kind of looking around here. I. I'll tell you I, who I like. I, I like I like the Devils. I like the Kings a lot. That's the Devils' goaltending stinks. That's the only yeah. thing with the Devils. They got to do something. De- I looked Devils, this morning. Devils Schmid are fun. Devils are fun. Devils are fun. Kings might be the best top to bottom team I've seen. Colorado's going through it right now. They're a little sketchy. Vegas is obviously good. Yeah, uh, man, the Kings are. The, I love the Kings. They're built. They're built to win, man. If they get saves. I, the the year the Kings won their first cup, I remember them. They came into the dome. Flames were playing out the string, or maybe they had a little, you know, Tongay had a chance to get eighth, maybe. But the Kings came in about probably three or four weeks to go in the season and won like four nothing. And it was just, it was they did everything they wanted. And I remember turning to you and being like, they might win. Like no team's beaten that. And sure enough, then they won. Yeah, you know, they were a buzzsaw. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they, they, and they came points. in. They were the seventh, they were the seventh and eighth seed at that point. Time for our Betway bets of the day. Betway, our official gaming partner. Be sure to download the app, get it on your laptop, your phone, whatever it is. Betway, bet the responsible way. 19 plus Ontario only. I'm looking at some futures in Major League Baseball. Okay, well. Some of the dust settling on the MLB offseason. No splash bigger than Shohei Otani arriving with the Dodgers in LA. He moves up the freeway from Anaheim, and his Dodgers are favored to win the World Series of plus 600. I'm all over that. My other futures bet in the majors. How about Atlanta? They were the best regular season team we've seen in ages, plus 650 to win the World Series. If I get the Dodgers and the Braves both at plus 600, 650, one of these two hits, we're laughing. There's some big game hunting in the winter. Love those odds for two of the best teams out there. Period. Stop. Dodgers a plus 600. Braves a plus 650. If it's an NL World Series, I like my chances of cashing in. Those are our bets of the day for Betway. Bet the responsible way. You remember this better than I do, and we can wrap it here at, at some point soon. The, the Christopher Stieg bet that we had. Do you remember the details on that? Oh yeah, the game whole, like, eighty-two, uh, like so unbelievable. I know, I knew you'd remember because I, I try and tell people the story. It's like I don't remember. It was something with points or whatever. What was the our our bet with Versteeg? Versteeg, who you know, former Red Deer Rebel, obviously we, uh, so we're always <laughs> partial to those guys. It was uh, we, I, it was just starting. Like I, I had just kind of figured out that there was life beyond sports life. You could like bet online, right? <laughs> And uh, my favorite thing, because I, I I love fantasy hockey and hockey pools, I found like over-unders on points, season-long points. It's like, this is unbelievable. This is like easy money. Just pick the right guys. And Versteeg, who is, uh, he went to Toronto. And I like, even though he had like, I think he had like 45 points in 60 games in Toronto, not bad at all. But like everybody hated him for some reason. I can't remember why. And then he signed in Philly or got traded to Philly. Yeah, yeah. And his, and his over-under uh, points in Philly was absurdly low. Like it, was like, it was like 38 or something. So low. Like yeah. it was like it, free money, right? And of course, he got hurt. So it was not free money. It came right down to it. And it was 38 and a half or something like that. And he was at 38 in the last game of the season so i needed one more point and we had whatever 500 bucks on it or seemed like a lot of money at the time i was gonna say it was probably about 50 between the two of us <laughs> if you look back but it was big money then and uh yes and so i'm watching the game and i'm pretty sure it was a meaningless game i'm only watching it to see if Versteeg gets one point on the final night and they're they're <laughs> up they're up a goal so other goalie leaves the net so it's empty net so there's a chance he's on the ice um and time's ticking around and there's like six seconds to go and there's no chance like six seconds to go uh the puck is like in the 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 team whoever they're playing florida yeah. or something it's in their end and florida has possession and like breaking out like there's no chance and the guy turns it over and it ricochets off a stick and with Literally 1.2 seconds to go from his own blue line. Versteeg wheels around, one times it, all the way down, 
in the net with like 0.2 seconds to go. This is the greatest sports betting win of all time. And God knows I've lost bets like that. Like some guy hits a meaningless three to, you know, break it up. But all yeah. I will always remember that one. It was a, it was a miracle. All of the stars align. You were right on that. You needed one more point. And he had on to, the ice. He had oh. to one time it. Yeah. Like he had to one time it. <laughs> like look up the, look up the, you might be able to find the goal somewhere. Uh, you, you it's like at ni- 1959 yeah. and he had to one time it It was we crazy. used to have him on the show and i've tried to stumble and fumble my way <laughs> through it because he he's one of those guys he remembers details he i remember this game i remember that scenario that right, sort of thing right. and i tried to lay it out so i could well i always i always had such a soft spot for versteeg because he was a sixth round pick or whatever by boston and uh and he played in the western league as a 20 year old which is yeah. kind of a death death knell, right? If you're playing as a 20, you're not playing in the NHL. You're going playing college or something. And he played for Red Deer and the Red Deer teams was really bad. He was playing like, you know, he was playing defense. Like I think Brent made him play I defense, know, yeah. like just brutal. And, uh, and then he like got traded minor league deal to Chicago and then almost won the goddamn Calder, right? It's a, he was a great story yeah. and became such a huge part of that, those teams. You know, and yeah. this was like really good story. This was a guy that, you know, he had some issues in junior too. He was kind of moved around a little bit and had to had to leave Kamloops for whatever Let, reason. Yeah, Lethbridge Kamloops. Lethbridge Kamloops. Yeah. yeah, and even Red Deer played as a twenty team, won like eight games. Right, it wasn't looking great for him, and he had a amazing career. Yeah, uh, I guess greatest as a fan or as a spectator because you've Vancouver. Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, sporting moment that you were in attendance for greatest memory. I mean, it's not, it's not close for me. I mean, I, I was at, uh, I was at a lot of the Oilers 06 cup run, which I'll vividly remember for sure. That arena was so loud. It was so loud. But um, when I was working in Toronto, kind of, it was a bit of a dream getting to kind of cover the blue Jays on a day-to-day basis, which is really cool. And, you know, growing up as a fan and, they hadn't made the playoffs in 25 years. And then that whole summer of 2015, where they, you know, they made all the deals midway through the year, they were like 50 and 52 and they like didn't lose in the second half, which you're not supposed to do in baseball. Like you're not supposed to go 45 and 14 or whatever they did. And uh, that was, you know, Tulowitzki and price and all that kind of stuff. And I'll never, I'll never experience something like this, like as a broadcaster where like you, we'd go in, you wouldn't even do prep anymore. Like you'd go in, you'd flip on the mic, you'd be like blue Jays and the phone boards would just be jammed full. And you just talk blue Jays for four hours. That's it. That's all you do. It was crazy. It was so much yeah. fun. And then, um, I spent way too much money on playoff tickets and my brother flew out. Um, my brother, not, the, not the fat one. <laughs> I know <Is> you're, <laughs> I can never remember which brother. Right. And uh, and my brother flew out and basically told his work back home. He's like, I'll be back when they're out. Right. So he was going to planning on staying for uh, the entire run. And then they lost the first two games to Texas. And it was just depressing. Right. They were going to get swept first time in 25 years. And they won game three. And they won game four. And then him and I were at the bat flip game, game five crazy energy we were 20 rows up behind home losing our minds like 
that seventh inning. I, I watch it once a year still. Like I go to YouTube, I watch the whole inning. Yeah. Just in insane. And like the, you know, Bautista hits that home run. The stadium is shaking and the city just partied. And, and again, it meant that Ben got to stay another week and a half in Toronto, right? So and that, you're that, right that about game, that yeah. game, just unbelievable. Everyone remembers the bat flip, but it is that inning, the chaos that preceded all of that it, coming to be a moment. It took an, it took an hour to play yeah. the seventh inning. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, and and that was now if because you're the Jays guy, was it not the previous round where Encarnacion went deep against Baltimore? In the that wild was, card, that was the next year. The wild that was the next game. year, and, and were you were there for that. Yes, and that was an insane game. Yeah, um, maybe the most stressful nine inning game I've ever seen because every pitch was hell. Like the like the it, like the whole game was always one base hit away from going either way, and then Edwin walked it off. <laughs> but the but the, the game five the year before because it had been so long before any sure, success yeah. and. Um, and what I remember, I remember a lot about that game five, but people like think of the bat flip like it was a walk-off and it wasn't, it was like the bottom of the seventh. Yeah, there but was after, more to do. But after he went deep, then you're like, oh, let's play off baseball, right? You're, you know, oh, hold on to your butts. Now Texas is going to do something. And at that time it was Sanchez and Osuna. And then they came in and it was just bang, 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 bang. Texas didn't even get a base runner after yeah, that. Yeah, they like, were it done. Was lights out. Yeah. My favorite part, and I don't know if I've talked to you about it, it's been so many years ago now, but my what well, not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts of that whole the, the Baltimore Edwin Encarnacion is Matt Weeders behind the plate. He's heard he's heard home run balls go off of a bat. He knows what it sounds like. Yeah, he was in the it's dugout just before crack. Landed. He just stands up and <laughs> he didn't look for the ball. He didn't need he didn't fuck. He well, was the, in the dugout, but yeah, he was in the showers by the time the ball landed. He was out. What I'll always remember about the Edwin game too is because like, you know, I, my phone was in my pocket. Like, yeah, Twitter was a thing, but we were in the moment. We weren't following on Twitter. And every guy that came out of the Baltimore bullpen, I was up kind of not far from where Edwin's, Edwin's home run landed, kind of by the foul pole. And every time the bullpen door would open, I'm like, gotta be, it's got to be Britain. It's got to be Britain. It's got to yeah, be yeah. Zach Britain. It's got to be Zach Britain. And then it's the ninth. They get in trouble. It's like, you're bringing in Ubaldo? Where's Britain? And the whole section is chattering. Where's and I was like, he's hurt. He's obviously hurt. Like he's got to be hurt. And then Ubaldo comes in, cheese down the middle, gone. Like no doubter. Like you would have gone deep off Ubaldo in that game. And then after the game, seeing the media in the scrum that like Britain was healthy and available, and Maddie didn't pitch. Sour. Like Buck, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, Buck Showalter was one of those baseball guys, right? He was just he is baseball. Don't and don't like, use your closer on the road in the in, in until you're trying to shut it down. It's like, yeah. no, you got to use it, man. It's like Buck Showalter, you you'd be great to sit down with and have a beer and listen to him tell stories about telling the the groundskeepers to don't cut the left part of the infield too, <laughs> you know, cuz just all of this dumb yeah. baseball, but you do not want him to manage your favorite baseball hey. team because he hey, will man. frustrate the shit out of you. Yeah, you, you build a thousand bridges. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, so just uh, back to the old uh, grindstone there, are you? Yeah, it's about, uh, as we're taping this, it's about bedtime here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're officially kind of, um, Angie's hockey's done for a little bit. So we're kind of officially getting into the, 
holiday season. We got some friends visiting for Spengler and expecting about 10 feet of snow and all that kind of stuff. So it's awesome. Um, if, if anyone is interested, and by the, you mentioned Dustin Nielsen, um, I will see him in a little bit too, because he'll be out here calling the, the Spengler for TSN. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, and also the, the, one of the producers, um, for that tournament for TSN, um, they reached out and they want to do a, a, a piece on, uh, Angie. So if you're watching the Spengler and you're a little curious of Angie and HC Davos, you'll you'll see a little intermission piece on her. So that's kind of cool. We're pretty excited about it. And you'll be running coffees around in the back. I'll make sure I'll make sure she'll do the interview and then I'll be in the next frame. I'm like, yeah, it's been a really good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll just make sure I'm Dregs, Gord, Ray. Just make sure I'm in there. No, yeah. no, I, I did. Yeah. I did. I did enough of that stuff. I, uh, I was going to do it. I wasn't too caught. I didn't want to, lose the whole thing but i was trying to figure out how to hang up on you if i could <laughs> like in the old days ask you a question and then get you answering and then just hang up on you but i don't have dial tone and uh, i don't want to lose it so yeah you can edit it in later i suppose i probably could yeah good to that's talk the, to you buddy that's the the best part the 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 best part of you guys moving away from the archives that you had at 960 and onto barn burners that you don't have well, maybe you still do. I don't know, but you had way, too, way too many clips of me making a making ass of myself. In fairness, I don't have clips of what, everybody. What are the names of the cats? I just I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say. Just tell us the names. We won't make fun of you. Oh, all right. <laughs> Chubs and Smokey. As you start laughing halfway through the answer, uh, yeah, bad idea. No, I, yeah, I, I do miss those times. I've still got the shovel though. I can still hit people over the head with the shovel. Yeah. So. We'll start uh, we're, we're, we sent you a Christmas card, by the way. You don't reply to no, my text, so so thanks to your wife for giving us your home mailing address. So that All should right. be arriving shortly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and ours ours too. So <laughs> right. darn the mail service if it doesn't to, show to Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to Andrew in Switzerland. <laughs> Glad you're doing well, buddy. Enjoy. Uh, go go skiing for f sakes. You know, I I might try ten I feet might... of snow in Switzerland, and you you're afraid to ski because you might like it. It's basically the long and short of it. And I don't like doing. I don't like being bad at stuff. Like I'm not gonna. I don't want to learn something. You know, I might I might try cross country. I might go cross country. Cross country is the worst. F cross well, country. It's not even skiing. It's, you know what it is? It's walking with big shoes. That's what cross-country skiing <laughs> oh, that's, is. That's snowshoeing. It's terrible. No, downhill skiing. You, there's speed. It's a run. You're cutting. You can skate. You, I mean, you have some coordination. Christ, if yeah. I can do it, you can do it. Spend a day on... Go one day and take a lesson. And then if you hate it... And don't... You know what? Don't snowboard. Because you no, will no. hate that. No, that's hard. I, I I snowboarded in high school and Ugh. broke my arm, and I just, I don't it's know. It's the worst. No, I, but it's the thing. I'm going to go, like, rent all the stuff. Again, Switzerland, not cheap. Rent all the stuff, you know, lift tickets, get up there. Not very good. Learn how to do it. And then, like, what am I going to do the next day? Go again? Like, I don't know, man. I just I just think I'm not a skier. I just got, you know. They have a, they built a, they built a crazy outdoor pond by the rink here it's it's like field of dreams for hockey it's unbelievable i'll just go i'll skate every day that's what i'll do so where do you skate <laughs> you figure out how to cut me off now i don't know what, what are you talking about <laughs> that
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.